This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery, just like Leicester City this season. So the only thing left to say is, you win. Order now on the McDonald's app, and you can also get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants 18 plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See McDonald's.com. The Talksport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure. 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. 95% of Uber Eats orders are on time, which is great. Because the only thing I care about more than football is spicy pepperoni pizza for kickoff. But on the off chance your order is late, Uber Eats will give you three months, $0 delivery fee with a free Uber One membership. Now that's a spicy offer. On time claim based on latest arrival time shown after order is placed. Offer ends to 19-2023. Current Uber One members not eligible. Subscription will auto-renew at $9.99 each month, starting three months from initial enrollment. See uber.com slash uberone for terms. Benefits available only for eligible stores. Order minimum supply. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. This is the Friday night nine o'clock Q and A debate show. Welcome along. Uh, we are going to have a lot to talk about today. I think um, we might just have a certain Frenchman in there. You never know. Welcome <laughs> along. This is the Lester till I die. Good evening. Strap yourself in, because we're set up, switched on, and ready to go. You are watching and listening to Chris and Lester Till I Die TV on YouTube and your favorite podcasts. Dan the Devil, how are we doing? Welcome along. Sloppy seconds, 
but it's always good to have a sloppy seconds of the weekend, isn't it? Um, I don't know whether I feel quite as good as he is, or I feel a little bit more right at that. <laughs> and I know I can't be like that because I haven't got that much hair, but I definitely feel that. It is the Friday night, 9 o'clock show, which means it's question and answer time. We don't set the top. Well, we see the first question, and then we just see where the chat takes us. And knowing you lot, you could absolutely take us anywhere. Um, if I was having sloppy seconds with anybody, there's only one person I'd want sloppy seconds with. Brad, good evening, sir. <laughs> Welcome back. Hello, good evening. So, yeah, it's, it's been oh, 87 minutes since I last spoke to you. So, uh, it's, it's been long overdue, mate, hasn't it? I'm surprised you lasted that long, to be honest with well, you. Well, yeah, yeah, but yeah, you see, are you talking to some of my exes? <laughs> Mine won't talk to me, so you know what I thought. Well, uh, yeah, well, <laughs> well. No, no, let's not go down that road. I think both of us could be uh, needing lawyers if we're not careful. Um, so a lot to talk about. We, we we covered a lot in the earlier show, but obviously different people come at different times. Um, Terry uh, is in. Good evening, Terry. How are you? That is a very good point, and we'll bring that up later. And Craig AFC, good evening to me, and big up to Brad. How the big devil up, Craig. Welcome. He, he was he was he was on my show yesterday, dropping the comments. Good to see this man in the comments again tonight. Was he? There was one that I noticed because I watched it back, and there was one that I noticed was asking a lot of questions. Was that Craig? Um, no, well, he, he asked quite a few questions near the end of it, but there was one of my friends that was in there that was asking a lot when it first started. That, that so. said, that's the idea of the show. Yes, very true, it is. It yeah. is. Plus he's, a Spurs, plus, he's a Spurs fan, so he's got nothing else oh. better to do. Well, uh, you've got a friend who's a Spurs fan, I'm uh, cross you off my, my, my Christmas card list. Look, we're, <laughs> we're going to start with... Um, a little bit different this week because uh, we've got Southampton tomorrow and I'll see you again tomorrow evening of course um, for the post-match show but I did this on Thursday and I was on um, Match Day Vlogs which is a South, great Southampton channel uh, Mike and Jack do it that's one of my favourite guest channels to go on and we have Jack on ours a lot and he, he just makes me laugh. It absolutely, I just got to look at you. He's one of those, you know. And they did, they picked a team. And I thought, okay. And they said, do I want to pick mine? So I said, right, I'll pick the team that I want to play. Not the mm. team that I think, Brendan, because it will never be the same. And I did that. But, of course, since then, we've had a few people, should we say drop out? Should we say it like that politely? Uh, so I'm going to bring my team up now. Oh, I nearly burst into I've got a brand new combine harvester then. <laughs> I'm going to bring my team up now. Um, and you can tell me it's a load of rubbish of what you think. Yes, and uh, I don't clip myself, so you're all right. And Craig does actually say, great show last night, really enjoyed it. It was. I love Jeff the fact that you can just go on any subject at all. And if that subject interests you, join in. And, uh, uh, and it, it is a great, great idea. Anyway, this is the team that I have gone for. Now, I'm an old-fashioned person, so I've gone for 4-4-2. And I have to be totally honest with you, when I did this the other night, A, I didn't know 
Barnes would be fit. And B, I've got a bit back. I'd forgotten about Pratt. I completely forgotten him. So if this look, if you were watching in the um, uh, match day vlog show and wondered why I haven't got Sumara in, that's because if I'd known Pratt, if I'd remembered Pratt, bless him, or I'd known Barnes was available, then that's where I would have gone down. Now you know we've got Danny Ward in goal. Number one, I still don't see why we are being linked with goalkeepers left, right, and centre. He should be given a, a even if it's only up to the World Cup break. He should be given the run in goal to make that number one position his own. Um, you know, he hasn't let us down. Yes, he made a mistake against Arsenal, but you know, you tend to because of that, you tend to forget all the big games. You know, the big saves that he made. Um, yeah. And he's yeah. got to be given that time, hasn't he, Brad? Yeah, he does. And, and I made this point when people were already slating him uh, for the mistake. Yeah, it wasn't a mistake. And I'm sure it's one that he didn't like to make. I can't imagine he was jumping for joy in the change rooms about that mistake he made to let Arsenal extend their league over us. But Casper made the same mistakes in his first oh, year yeah. or so at the club. And, and, you know, every goalkeeper, I think, that's played for Leicester. Casey Keller made mistakes when he first joined Leicester. But he's renowned as a hero. I'm yeah. sure Gordon Banks and Pete Shilton yeah. the same. Yeah, I think the only person that didn't make any mistakes as a goalkeeper for us, and that was uh, Kalach. And I'm I'm sure Zelko Kalach in those. No, I, I, I'm pretty sure. I don't remember him making a mistake, but yeah. I, I'm I'm pretty sure he was horrendous every time he played in the first team when Paul Kevin Paul wasn't available. I'm pretty sure he had some horrendous games. He did. His nickname was Dracula because he was scared of crosses. That's what I remember about him. Um, <laughs> we're saying we're saying hello to Mike. Welcome along, mate. How are you? Uh, come in and you're talking about Ward. Beautiful. <laughs> being, a, being a Welsh personage, uh, I've got to say, I, th- I like him. I always have, and I was all for letting Michael go before it was even announced and doing that. B. Crom yeah. says 4-4-2 is the best. Bring back Ranieri. I mean, all I can say to you, um, uh, B. Crom, is this. Ladies and gentlemen, England will be playing 4 4 fucking Two. Yes, I can get away with that after nine o'clock. Uh, for England, just replace that with 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 Leicester. Um, but let's go. So that's who I've got in goal. Back four, um, Justin. I was going to play for Farner, but I I would be annoyed if he got near the team again. To be honest with you, for a while. Uh, Soyuncu, he's going to play that position. He's left-footed. Uh, Evans. Some call him slow. I like to think he's experienced. He's actually looking where he can kick the ball out to and not just beat it up. And obviously, Castagna as the right back. Um, he's back. So, I would have Barnes in that left uh, position uh, alongside Jewsby Hall. Indeed, in that holding position. And you know what? I've just realised I haven't got Madison in. Did you just, like, throw this together? I did it literally two minutes before we went live because I forgot to do it. Um, there was reasons why that, and I'm not going to say it live in case anybody clips it. Um, but I haven't got Madison in there. Um, this is going to be interesting. Um, I do. Well, let's go without Madison just for just for the first 45 and see where we go. And I'd like to see Pratt given a chance. 
and it is against a team that, let's be honest with you, we should win. Oh, we should beat, sorry. Um, and then I would certainly have to... I want two up front. I want two up front. Um, and I think Inacho, he just holds the ball up so well. He brings so much more to the game. And Vardy, if he's, you know, if he's not getting the ball to Vardy, what's the point of having him on the pitch? Uh, and I just think, but for me, Daka, give him a start again and bring Vardy on with the last 20 minutes. So I know there's no uh, Madison in there. I mean, who would you drop for Madison? I suppose the obvious one is Pratt. But I don't know. I just I, I don't I don't want Tiddemans in there because I think he was awful against Arsenal, and I think Pratt deserves a chance. Uh, yeah, I, I think he does. Um, I think the only way you maybe get Madison back into that team is you're dropping one of either, I say dropping, they're not being picked. What I mean is, is you pretty much change shape or lineup. They, well, you change the shape of the team. You're dropping one of either Barnes or probably Ian Atro or Daka, depending on how Brendan, how he'd want to go. Right, want to go with... For me, Ian Atro can't play up front. Right, but then you you would then you'd be going dropping Barnes, putting Madison in there, and it'd be a four three one two. Yeah, and, um, and again, I mean, I'm liking, like I say, I'm old school. I like four four two. When I was a coach for my son's team, I played four four two. I I was an assistant coach, but for one game, I was a coach, and we did win that playing four four two. The other team was only playing four three two because they only had ten players, but we. My team never found that out, so I never told them. And Doug is in. Oh, Doug. Night, everybody. Good shine. Hold on, Chris. Yeah, I haven't got tumbleweed, so you'll have to have crickets for a bit. Uh, I mean, I'm... <laughs> I'm trying not to laugh. I am trying not to laugh. Is that okay? <laughs> Indeed, dog. That's what you get. Um, <laughs> I thought it was too good to be true. Let's get let's get rid of that. Let's get rid of that. Um, I don't mean you know, dog. Let's not put a contract out on him or go anything silly. Um, the point that's come up from that though is actually when everybody is fit. We haven't got a bad squad, have we? Because I, who do you leave out? I know that is nothing like what Brendan will play because he will, he will never go to up front, despite how successful it was for us. Uh, yeah, well, I mean, it's very true. People do forget with all the chaos that's going on with the reports around the club at the moment, we actually have a very competitive and successful and good level squad. I mean, there's... A handful of players that you've omitted from your squad, but the, all kinds of reasons, it all come with reasonably fair reasons for them to be dropped as well. Uh, and, and it just shows, you know, there's no Samore there, there's the, you know, Pratt's in there, but there's no Tillemans, there's no Madison, there's no Bafana, there's, there's no Luke Thomas. Um, and obviously, barring, you know, Ricardo, who's out until at least February, probably maybe for the season, knowing. Knowing his look, um, and obviously Vardy, a big omission because obviously you're playing two up front, and and 
you've decided Nacho and Daka. But it just shows. I mean, we we said this a lot last season because obviously the injuries meant we were chopping and changing either our midfield or defence a lot. It just shows that if, 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 if let's just say that Brendan banged his head and went back a few seasons and remembered he can play to up front and, he, and this was the not, uh, uh, announced lineup for the game, I, I I think you'd look at that and go, yeah, again, you know, like we say, every time we do it in a post-match, you go, yeah, that's, that was a strong starting lineup. I had no qualms with with the lineup. And obviously, I mean, some people might be. Remember some of my thoughts behind this because we've had. Chris, can you just sort your volume out just a little bit, mate? Because I am struggling just to twinge to hear you sometimes. My oh, volume my. is on maximum. Um, oh, I'll have to deal with it as best I can, though. Is that any it's better? a little bit better. I've moved the mic a lot closer to me. Right, that's, okay. that's this mic, by the way, not Mike in the chat. He's, he's still keeping his, 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 his fair distance. Uh, this is as close. Yeah, this is. Yeah, probably as close as I'm going to get without buying a new microphone for a couple of hundred quid. I'll <laughs> I'll try and speak up. I think I've got it as loud as I can. Uh, I mean, to me, the back four speaks for itself. And Marty, and I said this the other week, I don't blame him, Marty, because he hasn't... Well, he played badly, but he was in out, he was out of position. You know, he's, yeah. he's, he was on the wrong side. So I'm dropping him purely because Soyuncu is a left-footed player. Uh, in midfield, I mean, well, of course, we're not picking Fafana. Fafana, Fafana doesn't want to be picked anyway. In midfield, I've dropped Tillemans. And the only reason I've dropped Tillemans is because he was fucking shite against Arsenal. No other reason. He was absolutely the worst player on the pitch. And to say that he was playing in front of his possibly future employees, I don't know what was going through his mind. So, to me, he doesn't deserve to be in the team purely on form. If Barnes is back, obviously that's, you know, <laughs> he's not going to necessarily get 90 minutes, and in which case that's why you've got Madison on as a sub. Um, in Sub Brendan, by the way, we've got five. Okay, just in case you watch five subs. Um, and indeed, he speaks for himself and Dewsbury Hall. You know, he, he gives 100%. And Pratt, I just want to see Pratt. And I don't think, we, you know, no disrespect to Southampton, I wouldn't be playing this lineup if we were going up against Man City or if we were going up against uh, another Arsenal again or Tottenham. But it's really been Southampton. I think we can possibly afford to uh, experiment. And like I say, I like two up front. Inacho, sorry, Vardy and Daka don't work together. They're too similar. They're too similar. Mm -hmm. And we only saw against Arsenal when actually you know, he put Daka on with Vardy. It didn't work. Brought Vardy off and put Inacho on. In actual, held the ball up, set Madison up for the goal. Yeah, but I can see Vardy coming on after 70 minutes. I can see um, James Madison coming on after 50, 60 minutes when Brendan likes to make his changes. But if that if that team was like you said, if that team was there because let's say we, we knew of injuries, we'd look at that and go, actually, that's not, that's a fair starting lineup. Yeah, yeah, you would, you would, you'd look at that and say, look, even if there weren't injuries and when we're not dealing with all too many so far you know forward and all that but yeah I'd still be fairly confident of that side to go out against the majority of the Premier League and, and, and get the um, get the job done to be honest with you it's a strong side packed with experience uh, of any degree and, and all levels of football so yeah again there's something we forget sometimes as Leicester fans that I can't remember a time unless it had Vestergaard in it 
that, that you looked at it and said there's, a le- there's no le- uh, weak links. Easy for me to say, apparently. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it's a good side good side that you've put together there. Um, well, like I say, arguments would be, why the hell aren't you playing James Madison, who is one of our best players? Uh, but like I say, you know, that's why we have substitutions. Yes, and, yeah, true. I mean, when Pratt has come out and been one player that said, I want to be here, let me be here and fight for my place. And, yeah. he, and he was thrown he was thrown to the lambs like lambs of the slaughter against Arsenal. Well, he probably did he probably thinking, please don't put me on for this one if we're playing that badly. Uh and I was expecting Roger to come out, out and say, You see, I put Pratt in and look what happens, you know. But I want to see it. That's that's why I've I've gone, like I say, for that team. Um now the question let we knew we were gonna get asked about Fafana. Uh Couple of questions. First of all, welcome to Ross. How the devil are you, sir? Welcome along. Um, and if you're new, please do subscribe. If you're not, welcome back. Um, this transfer market has unsettled the team, and it shows. We touched on this earlier in the sh- in, in the in the uh, news show at six o'clock. That I think, and I'm putting the total blame on on Brendan, as having unsettled the team by saying, I can't buy until I sell. Yeah, and again, that we talked about, it's it's obviously something that from the very get-go when the club got together, that I don't think they've made any qualms in saying it's not due to a financial crisis. We're not in a Southampton or a Leeds position from year to go where it will sell, 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 sell as much as we can and as quick as we can because we're in shit creek without a paddle, as they say. I think it was something that, that, that we've learned that they're very honest about and... and you know, sometimes, and we've seen with the likes of Dennis Pratt seemingly taking a new lease of life because they're going, well, if nobody's coming in or, you know, we don't, we're not shifting, but I'm going to have a chance here to, to state my claim and, and do it. So he can, yeah, there's probably a few players who are a bit like, oh, thinking about it. But I'm sure if he's, as long as he's cleared the air, you know, there'll be a lot more players uh, that seem a lot happier w- with it. I mean, think it's the case of yes they've come out and said that but a better case of shutting the door when the horse is bolted because you know to, to, to most it comes that looks like oh shit you shouldn't have said that let what can we say let's get it you know it's, it's like trump's advisor going what the bloody hell do i say about that you know let's uh, let's get a pre- pre- let's get a press release out I just think he was just absolutely total. Yes, in a way, it helped the fans, but I just think it started a forest fire that just did not need to be started. Yeah, and again, but the thing is as well, had, had we been, if we were sat here, you know, with, with just over 11 or 12 days left of the window, and we didn't know the reason why we weren't spending money, and we didn't know the reason why we didn't go for Lutman, and we didn't know why these three or four players that you were talking to weren't brought into the club, even though they were interested to, to join. And we didn't know these reasons. We'd be going, will somebody at the club give us an answer? And and, and it's a catch-22, as they say, isn't it? If he do, He's damned if he does, he's damned if he don't. If we don't, we're asking a million and one questions. And if we do, like you say... We, 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 we look at it in a, in, in a way that we go, oh, well, um, maybe he shouldn't have said that. And it's like, well, you want him to say something. And then when he tells you the oh. truth and, 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 and lays out the foundations, now we want him, him to say what it differently. He said and, earlier in, in his um, 
press conference, I'm I look after the football side. So yes, maybe job. Susan Whelan or maybe even Top should have come out and explained that right at the start. Because let's be honest with you, he must be a bit pissed off that he spent all summer on his holiday trying to get players in, only when you know to come back. Actually, sorry, you've wasted six weeks. You can't do that now. It's you know we're, we're leaving a manager to do it when he said you know he's not on the money side. That's top. That's Susan Whelan. Uh, even Woodkin that we spoke about earlier, they should be coming out and saying that or doing an interview on the website, you know, so that we all know. Yeah. It's and then you, don't get the, then you don't get, you know, they can come out and say, look, you know, we're not in a position where we need to sell, but, and it's obviously comes across a lot better because it's being interviewed by their own people, LCFC TV, you know, they can edit it, they can put it, you know, so it sounds better than actually we need to sell before we can buy. Yeah, I know, but it's easy to sit here and say that when we're not in we're not in the position of Brendan. I mean, I'll ask you, I'll reverse that question. Richard Branson, uh, he owns Virgin Media, I believe, isn't it? Or what was it? He owns. He's a big. He's, he's, well, whether he owns it or whether he actually okay. he, owns, he owns he owns the Virgin Group and he rents his name out for different things. Yeah, yeah. so he owns it. Yeah, there. so he owns. Yeah, so he owns the Virgin Group, right? I, if you look at it in that way and put it in that perspective, right? If, say, for example, the Virgin were making, uh, we're going to say that due to, you know, and we'll, we'll throw it back to time. Let's just say when COVID was going on, that Virgin came out and released a statement saying, we're looking at the situation. We're going to see if there's a way we can save you customers money during this drawing time. And then, you rang up saying, oh, I heard there was an offer coming on and, and what is that still happening? What do I need to do? And you rang up Virgin Media or they contacted you to explain, unfortunately, you can't have it. Are you expecting Richard Branson to pick up the phone and ring around everybody? Or, or, or are you, as, as Richard Branson, are you going to expect the manager of that department to deal with that? And the fact is, if you split that business, if you split Leicester City up as a business, You've got the owners at the top, which have got, and I mean this with great respect because it goes for any owners, they have far more important things to do than to go and sit in front of a camera and say, we're not going to invest in the club. Because they, if they come out and say it, I would love to hear people's perspective. Had Top said, we are not able to do any transfers, that would make owners of other clubs rub their hands because they're going, you're admitting you've got no money and you need it. What you're getting your bloke to come out no, and no, say no, is. No, 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 no. I'm disagreeing. Well, yeah, that, yeah, 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 yeah. That is what's being said. No, because if, because if the hierarchy is setting and come out and saying it. No, because it Brendan, who earlier on and you agreed with, said he's not I don't do with the money, I'm the football side. So yes. why is he explaining about the money situation? Almost he like he's being hung out to dry a little bit. Now, if Top had gone on to we've got our own bloody TV channel, let's be honest, LCFC TV, love it or hate it. He could have done an interview with his own guys, and he, he could have quite. He doesn't just come out and make a soundbite like Brendan does and say, "Actually, we've got you know we can't buy because you know." If he comes out and says it in such a way, and I'm sure there's somebody at the King Power that helps him write his speeches and what have you, and he comes out in such a way, say, "Like guys, this is the situation moving forward. We've got this many players. Um, we are not in financial die. We will not be selling our top players off." But there's some of the players further down the line 
that we need to maybe move on. But the top players, they're ours. We don't need to sell them and we're not going to be selling them. Obviously not word for word. But if he had to come out and explained it in full rather than a one-off soundbite, Richard Branson wouldn't just come out and go, yeah, we're trying, we're trying to do an offer. Bear with us. He'd be, he'd be having his media people working on a huge thing to... to yeah, promote. but like you said, Richard Branson himself wouldn't do it. He'd have his media team. So no, what I mean is Richard Branson wouldn't come out and say that himself. Oh, yeah, yeah. Those people writing for him, and then he would come out. Because let's face it, Branson isn't exactly press shy, but well, he hasn't been in the past. You know what I mean? So he, you yeah. know... That, that's all I'm saying. That had it come from them, who are or whoever the finance director, Susan Whelan, let's say, not even Doc, Susan Whelan, and she explained the situation, like I say, in such a way that you know, I've just said, you know, guys, this is that, this is how the situation is for the summer. We're not going to sell off the crown jewels because we don't need to. We're not in financial problems. We're, we're, we're completely fine, but we've got more players than we actually need. So some of the players that are further downscale, we might have to let go. Now, to me, that would not cause all the all the uh, you know manuscript. Oh, hey, chairman, have you heard this? Where Brendan said, "Look, we've got to sell before we can buy." Hmm. Shit, that's no, true. For sale. Yeah, and, and look, not 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 to say that the way Brendan words things in certain aspects of questions he's been asked could have been handled better i do agree with you on that statement but you've also got to remember that susan whelan has had interviews she has been club statements and that's been clear and, and, and even slightly further back by brennan's basically basically what brennan's saying is i deal with the football side of things if i'm told there's money for transfers there's money for transfers as far as where the club is financially i don't have any you know he probably does have a bit of know-how, but what I'm yeah. saying is he's not the expert on it. That's not his role. That is not his job. And when them issues have been presented and the club feel the need to express them issues better, they give it to the person. Would you, you I would be doing, I'd be losing my marbles if they decided to put Brendan Rodgers in front of the camera to ask about the club's financial state when that's Susan Whelan's job. Vice versa, if we had an interview released by Leicester and Susan Whelan was asked, why, why, why aren't Leicester buying any transfers? And they went, uh, well, uh, that's between the manager and the owner. You know what I mean? That, that's what she might say. She might say, that's yeah. not my job. That's between Brendan and, 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 and Tom. So it would be still in the same situation. That knows his job. He yeah. knows what Susan Whelan does and he knows what Brendan mm. Rodgers does. Yeah. Brendan Rodgers completely necessarily could be completely unprepared for that question. Yes, as well. There is that. You know, and, and you know, so... In a way, this is why I'm saying maybe he was he was hung out to dry. Now maybe, but again, what I'm to say, and, and mm. I stick by that. It was totally the wrong thing to say because he's yeah. saying he might as well have put fire sale up outside the KP. But he wasn't expecting the question, probably. But yeah. surely that question is some. I mean, we were supposed to be this such a great, well well run club that we kept everybody informed. I can't remember the last time I saw Top come out with a statement. I can't remember the last time I saw Susan Whelan. The funny and what is worrying me is now that we seem to be in this bit where everything seems to be going wrong. You know, if we say eight, somebody reports it as five. You know, there just seems to, there seems to be. I mean, it's like it's almost like the Boris Johnson government is they're trying to do things, but without actually having anybody that can get the message across. You know, Susan Whelan's gone into hiding. 
Top's gone into hiding. When are they coming out? And I know they're not going to come out and back Brendan because as soon as you do that, it's... But where are they coming out and explain, where's the where's the you know news on on the on the website? You know, we we have I mean, the best thing that's come out as I said the other day was that Rob Dorsey's piece on Sky. Why have we letting Sky do that? Why aren't our own people, our own media group, you know, our own you know publicity people doing that and? And then Ben, all Ben has got to do is, well, you saw the statement, speak to, that's not my side, speak to Susan about it. Next question, please. Yeah. But again, Brendan speak, the owners speak through Brendan. He stated, I have always been informed that these players are not for sale, that we do not need to sell them. And that essentially is top talking through Brendan because that's his job. You have the master and the puppeteer with anything you go yeah, through. But still, Su I still come back to the point. Yeah. Brendan is that we don't know if Brendan's being told the truth because we don't see it. It's Top's responsibility to look at this and go in, actually, this is turning into a bit of a shit mess here. What do I do? Ah, oh, I tell you what, Brendan can handle it in his press conference next week. Well, it's his job. I'm not bothered. No, no, his job is to talk about the team. Yeah, he's and he's getting asked questions about, about the finances. Yeah, but they, they, then then that's bad. That's the badness of the journalism. Why are they asking questions? Why are they asking them questions about the story, how that's operation? That's not the role. That's their job. They've got to get the story. That's why. I've got no, to no, no. The their job's to ask the person in front of them what they can do and about their role. You okay then? Okay then, Chris. I will ask you a question. Tell me about hydrochloric acid. You, you don't know nothing about it, or very little about it. Why? Why am I asking you that when you're a Leicester City channel? You know yeah, what I mean? You, you, uh, yeah, that's taking it to the far extreme because they're yeah, but, yeah, yeah. but their job is to get a story. We said, yeah, that I get that. that their job is to get a story. Twenty four seven news on Sky. You've got papers that all right, they're still being read, but they're, they're getting you know less and less distribution. There's, there's, they've all got online websites. How often in the Leicester Mercury do we see a story that is a one-line giveaway in somewhere else that Leicester Mercury make into a into a single story in between all the ads and clickbait and what have you? Mm. Um, it is their job because they know that if they break a you know some breaking news that they're going to get the hits, they're going to get the sales, what are the views, etc. So that's what the journalist's job is. What I am saying is that if it is handled well and if it is handled correctly, then Susan or Top, probably Susan in fairness, because she's the one that's here and she's there day by day, for her to release a statement before, like I've said, explaining the situation in full. And then when Brendan is asked that question, Brendan says, you saw, you read what Susan Whelan put out. You need to ask her, ask me about the team. And I've seen managers do that before in press conferences, saying that you don't need to ask, not me, you know, yeah. <laughs> go and ask so-and-so. Yeah. I'm saying that I'm blaming Brendan for saying it, but on the other hand, Brendan may have been dropped in it. No, I had no idea the question was coming to him. Yeah. yeah. I mean, Andrew says here, uh, and again, like I say, I don't want people thinking that me and Brad are falling out here. We, we, we disagree to create discussion and we play devil's advocate to each other an awful lot. So that that that's what's going on here. Andrew, you see, he says Top is not as strong as his father. Now, I don't know about that because 
it was Vichai that wanted um, Pearson sacked, if you remember before he was. Yes. And it was Top, allegedly, according to you know all the reports, it was Top that went, actually, Dad, we, we, we shouldn't be doing this. So I do think Top is strong, but Top's got other things on his mind. He's got a company who's not, not, make, not losing money, but he's got a company whose profits have been absolutely killed by COVID. I'm mm. sure he would love to be able to nip out, dig a hole in his garden and strike oil in Thailand. <laughs> but he's not. So he's got that to worry about, which is why he's yeah. got um why he's you know, why he has got Susan Whelan. Now Susan, you know, I just think that with where what has gone wrong in the last twelve months from the club we were, which was everything was handled smoothly, every it was like a well oiled machine. And now suddenly it's an old cronky tractor. A's not knowing what B's doing. Players don't want to play. Yeah, <laughs> it's all going tips up. Well, nobody's coming in. You know, for for the players we want to get rid of, nobody's. Well, people have come in for Vestergaard, but you know what I'm saying. Mm. They all want the, obviously the the cherries off the top. I mean, it does, it does look like that. But again, it's not our own journalists and, and obviously the other journalists like the Mail and, and, and other crap like that that they'll that just literally rip off a statement and print it as their own article. Again, there's a lot of clickbait out there. Again, they, they form a lot of title. And again, I'm, I'm, we're not going to talk about this because we've done this on another show. Uh, I know people might ask questions and we'll touch on it briefly, I guess. But... I actually, I've read three articles since we did that show, Chris, at six, about Fafana. Every single one of them was clickbaiting, saying that either Rogers or Fafana had asked not to play. Either Rogers was going to drop another play. And then I read the article, and within the first paragraph, it's a load of bollocks. Because it says, Brendan Rogers came out in his press interview and said he would drop Fafana. And then they leave a, they leave a lovely, nice little gap before conveniently noting the fact that he said if he's not 100% committed to the team and he said that in his interview and he said that about anybody not just for Fana. he actually complimented Fana, saying his teammates love him he's a workhorse in training he's a young lad we have to appreciate the fact that you know these young lads they get their heads turned but he's 100% committed he always comes to work with a smile on his face his teammates love him it's funny how that bit's at the bottom of an article because they want to sell the fucking shit yeah you know, and that's what really pissed me off because realistically, we talked about what the owners actually want to do with the money, what top wants to invest in less this year. Is the club still being a well-oiled ram machine as best as it can, given what's happened over the last couple of years? I still think we're in fantastic shape. I don't think there's anything wrong with the club. Might no, be a tenement of a fine situation. But, I just think yeah. it needs to be shouted from the rooftops. And you know, it really does. Very, very true. Like, like I said, you know, I used to intently read the Mercury. Now I feel like I'm reading news now, just clipped over to the Leicester Mercury in between, like I say, a load of clickbait adverts mm. and pictures. Yeah, like 90minute.com used to be. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And now I am seeing 90 minute stories promoted as stories in the Leicester, you know, Leicestershire Live. But yeah. It's always been that has always been journalism. You know, the front yeah. page shouts out the headline, and when you get inside, it's 
not always matches up. You know, this is they yeah. employ people that just write headlines of the newspapers because it sells. I mean, with newspapers, of course, it used to be you'd go along and you'd look at them all on the bottom shelf, and it was whoever had the well, if you weren't looking at the top shelf, but you look at the bottom shelf and you were seeing which headline grabbed you. Oh, and yeah, definitely. Now, obviously, we've got I think we've got. You've got loads and loads of channels like these here that we're, we're doing this moment. You know, there is so much that want that that needs to eat news to, to present itself. And there's only so much news. And that that's that is kind of the problem. I mean, um, Andrew says here, do you think Top is putting Leicester on the back burner and concentrating on other things? I mean, I just said, Andrew, I, I don't think he's putting it on the back burner. But if King Power fails for any reason, well, Leicester fails. Yeah, it's, and it's, I, yeah. I worked for a travel agent once that was profitable, but our parent company that was into casinos was taking the money off, off our profit to try and keep those afloat. So when they actually went bust, the travel agency side went bust because yeah. our parent company had. So he's, he's, he's got to spend time... And like I say, you're looking at a company into um, into hotels, into duty-free airports that's been hit harder than anybody. But I, I can say, for me, please just somebody come out and help Brendan out, you know. <laughs> and that's the thing. And whilst, yes, as I said, I don't think he should have said that, in hindsight, you know, with the we need to sell comment, in hindsight, I can understand why, you know, it maybe caught him off guard. He doesn't know what yeah. he's going to be asked. They can't put the questions in, in first. I mean, Jason asked some very, very good questions to the gay, give him, or yesterday, give him his, um, his you know, give him credit well on that. Uh, I just think he needs, he, needs, he needs help. I mean, Doug says here, are you both starting to lose faith in Brendan Rodgers? The thing for me is, Doug, and I'll see if, if, if Brad agrees with me, I'm not actually talking at the moment about his coaching ability. No, I'm not either. Um, look, we we will continue to be dumbfounded and dumbstruck by his formations and, and, and the odd person in the team selection from time to time. But in reality of it, you know, ooh, I've got, you know, I'm, no, you know, F it. I'm going to say it. If we look at it as it is in reality, whether you like the way he gets us to play football, whether you like it when he goes defensive, I don't. I don't like us playing three, three centre-backs. I don't like it when we change shape and, and try and see it out. But with Brendan at the helm, we have won an FA Cup, a Community Shield. We've been in two European competitions and the English Super Cup. And I would... Without matching it silverware for silverware in terms of how much they've won, I would say Brendan Rodgers is easily Leicester's best manager since O'Neill. I don't. I'm not going to lose faith in a man to do so. But what you also have to remember is, let's just say he has a disaster and he's sacked in October. Uh, you true Leicester fans, proper Leicester fans with their heads screwed on and look at it, not through blue-tinted glasses, um, maybe um, we'll see that 
the decision wasn't made on August, September's results. They were made on a steady decline throughout the, the, the venture. Or maybe, you know, you know, there was there was talk at some point before this before last season ended that maybe Brendan Rogers is is done all he can at Leicester. Is it as Brendan Rogers did Brendan Rogers hit a thing and sometimes that happens. I wouldn't say I'd ever lose faith in him. The last time I lost faith in well, maybe Powell, who he succeeded in. But the last time I think I lost faith in a manager was Paolo Souza, where no matter what he did, no matter what he lined up, uh, I mean, I infamously remember his last game. We lost 4-3 to Norwich, I think it was, and and he put Matty, he left Matty Fry on the bench, put him on, he scored a hat-trick, inadvertently got sent off trying to wrestle the ball back for his goal and that and that game wasn't enough to save Salza time to turn it around and I'd lost faith in him before that game and he proved no matter what the op- I mean Norwich were awful that game this is how well I remember it Norwich were that awful that they shouldn't have ever scored one let alone four and we still lost the game mm. and that was it and that was the last time I lost faith in a manager I won't lose faith in Brendan if we beat Southampton and lose to Chelsea and you say we've only got four points out of four games because of what he's done for us so far, he deserves a lot more faith in him. I I, I, I mean, as you know, I'm a, I'm a Brendan fan. Um, I'm beginning to wobble a little bit, as you would have seen in the in the show earlier. Um, Ant would certainly have reminded me <laughs> after um, catching him up. But, I, I like I said, this is not about his... Whoever we get in is going to get criticism at some point. That is why yes. that is why we are all here. That's why we do these shows. There was a very famous show, uh, a very famous clip where um, oh, what's the guy Robbie from uh, AFTV was arguing with uh, Simon Jordan on Talk Sport, and Simon Jordan says that it was top taken. They were happy when Arsenal lost and what have you. And, of course, they were not. But the fact of the matter is, when your team is losing or when your team is going through a problem, people want to get involved and have their say about it. If everything, if you're winning every game, they're, they're happy. They don't need to sort of come onto these shows or ring it. You know what I mean? Um, yeah, no, I, I totally get that. And I think we, we are sorry, go looking for things. But I will always criticise Brendan. I mean, look at look at again. Look at Ranieri. We won the Premier League that with that man. Yes, he, we know he wouldn't have done it if he hadn't taken over what Pearson was doing. But when he came in, he made very little changes. He looked at that team and went, "This is the team that won seven out of the last nine. I've got Kante now. I only need to just tweak it a little bit." And look where look where he went. But then the next season, it all started to go wrong. He had to go. So, yes, we will criticise managers, yeah. but this is not about his playing style. You know, we, no, know it's, it's not. we could go out and win 9-0 tomorrow. We could go out and lose 3-0, three, 4-0. Three you know, that's Brendan, depending on his substitutions. But, no, yeah. I'm not losing faith. But Terry makes a good point there. All clubs have a medium publicity director. It's up to him to give the spin. Arsenal are bullying at it. Quite right, Terry. What is that guy doing? Again, we're quick enough to criticise um, Torre if he's not, you know, helping out the defence in training. But yeah, we've got a media guy. 
what what is he doing? We've never been quite that good at it. And I'm going back to when the Lamanga incident with the uh, yeah. the, the dubious ladies. I mean, that was handled so badly. But we, you know, <laughs> we need so. It's like you know, I say how how often are the government think they're doing the right thing, but it's portrayed badly because it's been spun badly. I'd, yeah, but uh, but no, that's, uh, you know, I have to say, at the moment we're talking about, not about yeah. his, uh, not about his thing, uh, his, his tactics. And yes, Andrew, I think he has to put some, um, some sort of first to, to KP. Uh, Anthony says, don't lose faith in Brendan, you've got a Good matter. We've got a food we've got manager. That's why. That's why he's bloody not doing very well. He's he's looking after the catering. Bloody hell! Yeah. He, oh, that's where he's getting his tactics from. It's however the beans fall on your plate. Yeah, exactly. Uh, you got a good manager there, uh, but no one investing at the moment. As I said, you know, I I just think. Um, are you a bit worried about the third season though? He left us in October in his third season. I mean, wow. no, I'm not. You you look at it, don't you, Brad, and think, yeah, um, maybe that's what's happening. But it happened to go wrong in this third. Who knows? Well, this I, isn't I his third it's season, is it? Either it's his fourth season because when he came in, he took over Powell, which propelled us from being down at like twelfth, thirteenth to respectable. He's had fifth, fifth, and eighth. This is his fourth season, and he didn't leave. You dog, did he? You sacked him because, rightly so, you'd had a season and your team burnt out and lost players. And he did a Vestergaard with the transfers, admittedly. Maybe not his strongest point, which is why we're trying or have or whatever hired a different recruitment for that area. Uh, and he was sacked. He, you didn't. He didn't walk out on you. He was sacked. So there's a difference between that. We have no reason right now. We are two games in. You know, give it, you know, the old cliche is give it 10 games, see where you are then. And if he's still got us in 14th, then by all means, I will not be worried for the club, but I'll be going, maybe we need a change of face. So, yeah. yes. Yeah. Now, and, and in, um, you know, in fairness, what would have happened to Rogers at Liverpool if, if, if Stephen Gerrard hadn't slipped? Yeah. Yes, yeah, true. And you'd gone on to win that title. Yeah, that's very true. Yeah. You don't know what's going to happen. And, and again, I would. Yeah, and I would also pose the question. Right, we we talk. We've had this discussion before, and I've had this discussion, and I'm sure you have. There, that's sorting now. Um, um, with other fans on other shows, where we've turned around and maybe gone, yeah, but would Pep Guardiola be able to do what he's doing at Man City if he if he was manager of? Um, um, I don't know, Wolverhampton Wanderers or whatever. And the answer is, well, no, because he wouldn't have the finances, he wouldn't have the world-class players. It doesn't matter. And you could kind of use that and flip it on this, couldn't you? What what, what, what are Leicester fans expecting? Being, bear in mind, this isn't a bombshell. We've known since pretty much June, or, or at least, if not July, we've known the club's um, situation. We've known the fact that due to wanting to take Leicester's projection in not just the footballing world, but, you know, globally and as a club in a different area. But we've known that to 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 buy a player if he wants to, and it, 
it also has to be a caliber of player that he wants to be bringing in. He's going to need to sell. Would, would Pep Guardiola or Jurgen Klopp be able to do much different than what Brendan's doing right now? Would he maybe did answer the questions and handle the press a little bit better? I'm, I'm not arguing that, but I'm saying not much difference to what Brendan's been able to do and is doing at, at, at the club and other managers would. If you look at Arsenal, they got rid of a load of players for whatever reason, and we know it wasn't just playing ability with, with Arsenal. But look at Manchester City. Yes, they've brought in Haaland, but they've had to let Jesus go. They've let Sterling go. They've yes. let players go because maybe they realise as well, hang on, we have to actually look at maybe take take half a glance at FFP. I don't know. So it yeah. is the way. And let's look. Let's look at why. Why was Brendan brought in? Brendan was not brought in because of his skill with finance. Yeah. Brendan wasn't brought in because he could sit down and he could give you, you know, within 10 minutes, give you the yearly yearly budget and say, that, that there we go. He was brought in, not even as a manager, he was brought in as a coach because that is his strength. It is brought oh. in as a, um, the fact that he can work with the younger players and he can bring the younger players through. Now, you could argue that maybe Puel did that to a little point as well, but when you you know when you look at on that side, has he done what he's been asked to do? Yes, he has. Yes, he's brought the young players through. He's got us into Europe for two seasons running. Nobody else has ever done that often. Um, you know, yes, he's won as the FA Cup. Nobody's ever done that for us, and the Community Shield for only the second time. So you know, on that side, he has not failed. And I want to take you back 12 months. And yes, I know I'm getting annoyed about Fafana, but that's not me having to go at Rogers. That's me having to go at Fafana and Tielemans. But what, this time last year, Arsenal were bottom. They'd lost two games. They had no points. And then they came to the third game. They lost that as well. And I know I was making jokes about them going on BBC show, you know, the BBC quiz pointless. And look where they finished up. So it is early days, and as I said as well on, on another show, years ago it was maybe ten games or, or eight or nine games in before you even saw a table. So yeah. yes, you know, and I've, I throw myself completely into this. Yes, maybe we are panicking a little bit early, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. But Rogers, for what he was asked to do, he has done. Yeah, but we do need to kind of. I just think. I'm, I'm repeating myself now, so I think that means it must be time to move on. But I just think he does need some support when it comes to dealing with certain yeah. aspects of, of the club. And yeah, maybe he does. turn around and said, you know, I am a coach. I don't know those sort of things. I never heard Ranieri once come out and talk money. True. You know, True. even, even you know, before he was sat. So, you know, let's see. Ross says um, you can judge Rogers when he brings his own players in. Uh, several players out of contract next year when the club will dip into the transfer market. Uh, James says can't see Leicester struggle that bad. But some people are suggesting, but for trying to get back into Europe with several other sides will be a tough task. It may be a two-season task. It really might. Andrew Eight is good evening, sir. Is that when you were born, or is that how old you are? 
I'm not sure which, but welcome along to the channel. Give us a subscribe, mate. And if you have subscribed, please like the video as well. It does help with the old uh, YouTube algorithmics. And at my age, any help I can get with my algorithmics is more than welcome. Uh, is the transfer situation linked with not having a director of football? Did they not trust Rogers' target list, hence no signs? That actually, Andrew, I'm going to ask this to Brad because I was thinking... Uh, Thought this earlier and I forgot. I'm going to be honest. I'm going to be um, honest. Again, you know, like I'm saying that Top and Susan and all these people need to take some responsibility. They need to stand up. They need to break cover. You know, it's like it's like in the First World War, all the Tommies being sent over the top while the generals were sat in a palace in Versailles, telling them to do it. Um, who agreed to get a Head of recruitment in who will not be joining us until the recruitment window is closed. I don't have an answer for it, mate, because it, it baffles it baffles me. Surely there has to be better or just the same that were affordable. I don't understand it at, at all. No. Um I don't get it. I, I find it ludicrous. What's the point? In signing him, he can't do any of his. He can't do any of his actual work and put yeah. it in, into motion. And until January, it's 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 the office equivalent of when we signed uh, Silver, isn't it? It's like yeah. oh, we've got him, but we can't use him. So what was the point? Um, I know, I know, our set piece coaches come with a visa issue, and I'm not. We're non. We're no closer to knowing the situation of that, but. Um, yeah, so that, that's a walk around. Do you think three years ago that we would be seeing these sort of things happening? No, that's very true. I mean, maybe maybe as Leicester fans, we, we also, those should be very, look at it a different perspective and go, well, what the hell, five, six years ago, you know, we were, we, were, we, we, were, we, we would have been happy with finishing 16th in the Premiership and, 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 and I don't know, Tom Jones, not the singer, but a random name I'm saying there. And Steve Blog's been in the midfield. That that would have worked like for Leicester if it kept them 16th. And maybe the fans take a little bit of blame by putting so much pressure on the situation and escalating it more because of the recent success of the club. You know, again, I, I point it back to um, look at Bolton. You know, if you went back in time and asked Bolton fans when they had the likes of Jork Ev and uh, I believe it was Jork Ev or was he Blackburn? Could be wrong. Anyway, but they had a Kotcher, they had, they, you know, they had Yaska Line and they had a Crespo, they had a very, um, they had a very good time. If you went back in time and tapped a Bolton fan on the shoulder there and said, your club's going to go right down the shit pan by the year 2022, you're going to be struggling in bloody, what, League One or wherever it is they're in now, they'd have laughed at you. And I think sometimes fans, we don't help ourselves because, and I don't, I don't like saying it, but fans get toxic. The influence of the media has helped our fan base become a little bit spoiled and a little bit toxic and blowing everything out of proportion. And that's why I like to maybe look at things. Maybe it's just the way I am as a person, but I like to look at the headlines in a different way and actually read the fucking article like I did about Fafana. And I realised that every single article was lying saying that Fafana asked to be dropped because he hasn't asked to be dropped. It's Brendan made the statement that he would drop him if he felt necessary. And again, I know it's a point of reiterating, but again, it just makes the same 
point. You know what I mean? But sometimes we don't help ourselves as fans to to blow it out of proportion. Totally, one hundred percent. And you know, I I find that it's what I call the Facebook syndrome or mm. the Facebook um, readers because they read the headline without clicking on the link to read the story. Mm. You know. Yeah, and, they're, 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 yeah, and, and they'll also they'll blame the person who's posted it rather than the person that's written it. I get that a mm. lot as the admin of it. You know, is that that's a what do you think you're saying that for? You don't support your own team. I feel like saying, you know, get a brain cell and just read the whole article yeah. <laughs> here. Yeah. You know. But uh, I've got some interesting information coming up, and we'll do it um, straight after. I've played this. So, Matt Elliott here. Hi, Alan Smith here. Hey guys, Ian Hume here. Hi everybody, Jerry Taggart here. Be sure to watch Chris and Leicester Till I Die TV for all the latest Leicester City news and information. You can also subscribe on YouTube and various social media channels for the latest updates and news on Leicester City Football Club. Come on, you foxes! So what I uh, yeah do what they say please subscribe it does like I said before it does help and don't forget to go over to a matter of opinion and subscribe to that as well which is Brad's channel great chat channel that he's got there um, we were we were taken over by King Power or Thai Investments whatever it was at the time but we were taken over by them in August 2010. Yes. Now, since then, I'm going to give you the league positions here. So, really, the first league, the, the, the first time they had a full season in charge was the 10-11 season. Second tier, and we... Uh, I need to go to Specsavers. Um, we finished 10th. Second season, we finished 9th. Third season, we finished 6th and lost to Watford in that uh, famous playoff semi-final. The season after, we finished first and got promoted. We were then in the Premier League. So this has been our record since we've been promoted. And I think it's eight seasons now that we have been up. No, nine seasons we've been up. This is our ninth season that we've been in the Premier League. Uh, another couple of seasons and we'll be... have been up here for as much as we were away from here before. Yeah. Where we finished. We finished 14th. Then we finished first. Then we finished twelfth. Then we finished ninth, followed by another ninth. Then a fifth, fifth, and an eighth. How many clubs would kill to have that record under their owners? Well, there's a lot of them, and and, and it goes back to a point that was made in the comments that there's there's a Brighton, there's a there's a Wolves, there's West Ham, there's until last season. There was Everton probably considering themselves a club that should be up there. There's now going to be Newcastle over the next coming seasons that will be there. There's all added that to the Arsenal, Chelsea's, Liverpool, Man City, Manchester United, and Spurs. That's 11 teams that I've just read off, and that's over half the Premiership that feel that their club has progressed or needs to progress in a way that they should be challenging for them seven spots for Europe. And unfortunately, when the clubs fall, and I mean that as in like a nightclub, when the nightclub's fall, you ain't getting in. Don't matter if you've got the credentials and you go, well, I was here yesterday and you let me in. It's like, well, sorry, mate, it's full. Doesn't matter that Leicester were in the Europa League two seasons running. You're not in this time, too many numbers. And, and, and that's the beauty of this sport. The mm. fact is that we said it 
maybe a little bit tongue-in-cheek and hopeful that not so many would but we did when we won that title the infamous 5000 to one suck on that one knots forest anyway um you know when we achieve something greater than their crappy auras um you know we said that now opens the door for you know maybe we felt the premier league had become a shut off point that teams got to a point and went well there's no open for us getting into europe so we'll just we'll call it a day we're happy with 10th 9th 8th or whatever fair dues but since that mm. not just leicester we have to remember sometimes we talk about our club and forget the other 19 clubs I think we do that as fans. We we we, we solely and rightly so because they're, they're our club. But we solely focus on our progression or, or regression, as some people might think, because of an eighth place finish when we barely added eleven players together. And I think you've got to remember what 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 are we expecting? Are we expecting West Ham, Brighton, Aston Villa, and that to stop buying players to stop and trying to do the because they've got the same ambition, the same drive as Leicester. Doesn't matter how they do it and who they stand, they've got the same ambitions, the same drives, the same goals they want to achieve as a football club. And we have to accept the fact we're not the only horse in this race to try and gate crush the European big six. We are in a fight with the big six and six other clubs, all seven other clubs. We're in a fight with 19 clubs to get them seven places. It's not an easy task. It, 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 it's no, it's certainly not. And we have given that hope to other clubs that would not have had it before. Yes. You know, uh, James thinks that Everton are actually going to go down to the um, <laughs> championship. But let me just, uh, so this is what I was looking at. So I'll just show you this very quickly. Um, here we go. So that you can see what I was referring to. So here we go. So this this is the this is the chart I was looking at. So yellow is third tier, green is championship, and uh, blue is Premier League. Now, like I say, once you get outside that big six, that is not a bad record for any no. of the fourteen other clubs that any particular season were in the Premier League. You know. Even you know the likes of Norwich, they just wish they could stay up that long. Uh, you know, stay one more this and one more season, and we've been in this division as long as we were out of it. You know, so that's something you know that, that's that's not an easy thing. You know, for a club like Leicester, because we're still not, we never are going to be a Manchester City. You know, we've we've got to we've got to accept that. And you know, we when we when the when the club is expanded, we are still only half the size of Old Trafford. So we're yeah. never going to be that sort of thing. And we do have to grow in other ways. We can't just keep buying the players. We, otherwise, we end up being Leeds United, like I said on the show earlier. We take a gamble and go, well, we were one place off Europe last season. We got 80-odd million for getting where we did in, you know, last season. Let's take that gamble. Well, Leeds did that. And they went all the way down into the yellow zone as well. And they were there a lot longer than we were, you know. So, yeah, you know, yeah exactly. We have to be, we have to be uh, sort of realistic on that. But I don't think yeah. that does make actually interesting. When you look at it like that, you go, that's my club, that. <laughs> exactly. And we should look at that with pride because there's a lot of clubs that would, would kill for, like you said, uh, a transitional period through that. And that, and that, so, like you said, that's from the, the last time Leicester were in the Premiership and up to their return and after the, the, the way they progressed through the, the, 
the um, the divisions. And again, totally agree with you. I am one million percent more satisfied with the reasoning behind our non-existent transfer window than I would be on someone going, hmm, spend uh, spend. 160 million which we don't technically have and if we get six or higher we'll get 200 million for breaking into europe or more if we get into champions league but if we don't we'll lose 160 million and be plunged into debt and have to pay that off you know hand manage your club as best you can and and i i think the biggest problem is 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 Again, it's the way it's reported. They make it sound like it's easy. And if it was easy, we'd all have football clubs, we'd all be millionaires, and we'd all be very, very, very wealthy. And, and um, you know, we, we'd all be very happy with life. But it's a lot harder than it is on paper. You know, people may be, you know, I know not, 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 not an advertisement here, um, but maybe people need to pop that down. Stop playing the FIFA on career mode or manager mode and, and the football manager and realise that you can't just click your way through sorting finances and getting money. You can't just go to the board, give me money and I promise you top six. Because in a game, what happens if you get that club into debt? You just get sacked and start a new career unless it's all honky-dory. It doesn't matter that you got relegated. You start the season again. You can't do that in real life. Yeah, don't do what I did when I used to play, which was save it after every game, just in case I did get sacked. <laughs> I could go back and play that game again. Yeah. Brendan yeah. can't do that. Brendan oh, can't God. do that. You know. And if we're honest, and I'm just looking at... You wouldn't believe it from all these these awful notes here, but I'm looking at my my predictions for the weather league you know, is going to finish wearing the league. And from one to five, you know who it's going to be. You know, it's going to be, not necessarily in this order, but you know it's going to be Man City, Liverpool, Tottenham, Chelsea, Arsenal. Yeah. You can't see beyond that. And it would normally you'd have Man United up there, but of course, I don't think they're going to do it this season. So we're only looking at getting into sixth place. Now, wouldn't it be funny if, and I think I said this to you on the show earlier, wouldn't it be funny if we were the ones that were doing it right and all these other clubs suddenly were struggling because of the money they spent. Now, let me go through and tell you how much money clubs have spent in this transfer window. And this is in millions of pounds, don't forget. Chelsea have spent, and I'm, I'm going to round it up. Well, I know, I'll read it as it is. I say how up-to-date this is, I know not. Let me just see what date this was brought out on. Oh, the 15th of August, 2022. So it's reasonably up-to-date, although probably Nottingham Forest has changed since then but Chelsea have spent 186.5 million pounds on players Barcelona have spent 153 million pounds when they're supposed to be in debt and how did they do that how did they fund it by selling off some of their crown jewels and part of the media company which they said would not they would normally do anyway yeah right uh, Bayern Munich, 138 million. Arsenal, 132 million. Nottingham Forest, 116 and a half million pounds. If that experiment goes shit arse over tit, they're going to be in trouble. They mm-hmm. really are. West Ham, 112 million. Man City, 108. PSG, 106. Leeds, 
Leeds, who stayed up by their fingernails last season, £105.6 million. Pounds, and Tottenham 101. Now, we're talking silly money here. We are talking we're talking monopoly money. This cannot be real life. You know, Jack Grealish, I said before, Trevor Francis, first ever player to be sold for a million. My God, nobody could believe it. And now Jack Grealish goes for a billion, literally. And there was, well, that's what he's, you know, that's the market. It's stupid. It is absolutely stupid money. And if Sky yes. ever pull out, or let's say Sky got went out of business, there would be clubs that would be absolutely going to the wall. Yeah, there would, there would be. I mean, you named infamously Forrest, who I really, 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 really hoping go the same way as the likes of Fulham and QPR by spunking all that cash up the wall and and then ruining ruining the day because they get to May and they're 20th on um, 10 points, beating Derby's record. That'd be hilarious. But... Oh, I'd love, I'd love, hang on, hang on. I have, I have just the, I have just the right, well, almost the right uh, saying for that. But I'm gonna have to. I will play this for you. I will love it if we beat them. Love it. Yes, indeed, Kevin. Um, yeah, I, but, I agree totally. Yeah, and again, you look at them figures. Let me let let me let you in on a little secret. Chelsea spent probably 90% of the money you said there on Kukurea and Sterling, two players. So that's all that pretty much brought. Yeah. So, Dave, yeah, you could look – again, we talk about stats. I will flip reverse it for this. Yeah, they spent $100 million on two sodding players. So is it really that bad? Essentially – Chelsea have acquired two. In fact, they have acquired one more player than Leicester, and we got out on a free as a third choice goalkeeper. So, are we really that bad in this transfer? Will it? Is it really? Is it though? You know, give that four thing. Is it though? We're not the first. Don't worry. Not the first club. Any money? Spurs did it under Pochettino. Yeah, and we've done it. We've done it before, where we haven't really had the. The, the, the finance to stretch we've 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 been we have to remember we, we league one days we were literally forced to play certain players i'm not i'm not saying they weren't ever in the manager's plans or good enough but we were forced to play certain players and certain scummy players like joe mattock um who left us in dire straits after saying they'd stick around um, and we've I don't, been forced. I think that was a bad decision. I think that was a good decision to let him go. Well, well, yeah. But anyway, you know. But we, we, we've been. You know, people need to remember we've been in this scenario where we've been forced to not spend money, and we've mm. been forced to ask players to take pay cuts, and we've been forced to maybe play somebody who wasn't ready. You know what? If 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 the means is there's no room at the inn. And we have to kick someone out. I ain't kicking anyone out that's in that squad right now, not unless they want to go. And I know Fafan and Penman's, but unless they want to go, I still think the club's in a financial uh, financial great place. And I think the players are, you know, by by what gets reiterated, not just from Brendan, but not and not just by individuals in their press interviews, but group interviews and whatnot they do. You can see that the club's in a very happy place. 
with the staff and its players. Uh, and again, read, actually read the full articles of these things yeah. and you might realise that it's not as nasty as it sounds about Fofana. Because again, how stupid is everyone going to look if come September, Brendan picks Fofana and never goes to Chelsea and, and you know that, that's it and they sort it out. You know, people are going to look very foolish telling me that it, you know and i don't want to say it but there will be i've no doubt there's been some people that have been more than just borderline offensive they've taken it to that level that should never exist but i won't go there myself but they'll come out and they'll say effing sodding money grabbing this mm. i remember do you remember the um cambiasso signing yeah everybody was going nuts oh he's money grabbing he wants his pension this is why he's dragging fuck the deal off he's a legend in leicester eyes now yeah. He's a Leicester in a lot in a lot of Leicester fans' eyes, he is a legend of the game. Do we want to do the same with, with a certain players? Well, that he knows he knows how to leave a club properly. Oh, um, he does, doesn't he? Got, I have seen your question. I'm coming back to it, Ross, in a second, but uh I just want to stick on this on this subject for one last question, Brad. As a club, do we take short term success or do we take long-term stability? Long-term stability ever, every time, yeah. every time. You could compare it. You could compare this to O'Neill in terms of how that went in the early nineties. We got promoted. We had some short success, and then it crumbled. And we're now eventually, since probably that to since our return, we've risen from the ashes, and we're now back at that. We're almost back in the nineties in terms of how the club's going. We got promoted. We've had that yeah. success, and now we're having a little bit of a mer period in terms of that if we if in 20 years time mate we're still here talking about leicester still being a premiership side oh, celebrating 30 years if i'm honest with you but you'll probably still be well here. yeah okay i'll take over the channel it's fine but you know what i mean if we're still if people are still here in 20 years time that do this thing and, and, and leicester haven't dropped out the premiership i don't even care if we never win the premiership or fa cup ever again I don't care really if if you're telling me now my choice is 30 year stability staying in the top flight division and i'm not going to rule out a european cup because that would be nice i can't lie but yeah. we don't win anything again or you win the fa cup or a european cup but you're relegated within three seasons i'm picking the 30 years thank you very much yes yeah De definitely 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 um you know because <sighs> Don't get me wrong. We have had some... All the best, uh, James. Thanks for popping in, by the way. Hey, James. Um, what, I, what I have seen... And I'm 61 now, so I'm... No, 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 no. I know what you're saying. I don't look it, but, you know, I am 61. And what I have seen as a Leicester fan is... They say it's like following, being on a roller coaster ride following Leicester, and it is. And I thought... The first game I can remember myself actually watching was the 69 Cup final when we lost to Man City. And since then, we, we didn't really have an awful lot of success. You know, through the 70s, we played great football with Weller, um, Glenn Glover, who lived opposite me. You know, there were some great teams, but we never we never won anything. And when O'Neill came along, and let's not forget how close we were to losing him, but when O'Neill came along, um, we had three or four years... We were tenth, tenth, ninth, three, three league cup finals because this this was before the big boys took it 
really seriously and they looked down the nose at it. But he got us into York. We won two, got us into York. We should have won the third. But Spurs, well, we felt a bit sorry for them because they haven't won much uh, for a long time. Uh, and I thought it would never get any better than that. I can go to my grave knowing that I have seen my team win the Premier League. I have mm. seen my team win an FA Cup with my son, and we were in both of us in tears at the end. I have seen my team twice win at Wembley, once the League Cup and once the um, Community Shield stroke. Um, I've got what it's called now, but you know my other English favorite. Super Cup. That's it, English Super Cup. Thank you very much. Um, I can pretty much die quite happy. I yeah. I have cried at this team, both tears of sorrow, but more tears of... I didn't actually cry when we went down to League One, because at the end of the day, I thought, I'm still here, I'm still alive. And nothing really, it's a game, we've gone down, you know, hopefully we'll come back up. I've seen us yeah. go out of business once and dig ourselves out of that thanks to um, a certain ex-player and, and, and his consortium. Very nearly saw us go twice, go bump twice if it hadn't been for Milan Mandrich, and who knows whether we'd have even come back from that one. Uh, but the Birch arranged that and Milan Mandrich came in and, and bought us. Um, what I have cried at is when I was sat there, A, and like I say, watching the FA Cup final with my son, yeah, live on the TV. I've cried at when Nelson Dorma was sung on the day when we uh, got presented with the trophy, and again later that day when we actually lifted the trophy. And the other thing that with my son being at my at my team's ground, the church, with my son watching or listening, sorry, to the Champions League music play out, you, yeah. you pass me a hanky. And I never thought I would see, have moments like that. And the fact that I have had, like I say, I can I can pass away now quite happy with what has happened. But going back to those O'Neill days, we never thought we'd ever get any better than that, did we? No, and you think that's including UEFA Cup qualifiers? that we experienced that was that was something we never thought was possible i mean god we you know if you had told people well maybe in the midst of the delirium that they would have probably gone yeah of course we can but realistically if you'd have told them after the palace playoff final win that leicester were going to achieve european success in their first season they'd have thought well hold up they'd have probably told you slow down a minute stop eating so many smarties on your way on the way to it yeah exactly Anyway, well, I don't want to know. I, I may I just say a little, little, little bit of a, a, a sneaky sneak here. We, I, I do believe that we're the only English side that have ever competed in the uh, Champions League that are still undefeated at home. Just want to throw that out there. I know we lost in the Europa League at home, but we haven't lost in the Champions League yet. That was the season when Arsene Wenger said we were going to embarrass England in Europe. Yeah, that's when everybody expected us to yeah. embarrass and they were saying... And that was the season when, over two legs, they lost 10-2, was it, to Bayern Munich? I'm just wondering yes. if it was so embarrassing, to be honest with you. But, um, but yes, 
yeah. the last remaining English cup along in four. I mean, we we should we should we should just um, I have that. I do have that the league for that embarrassing man. I do have a T-shirt made that says the yeah. last English team. I in mean, this. technically, Wenger was wrong. We did embarrass England. We embarrassed Manchester United. We embarrassed Man City. We embarrassed Chelsea. We embarrassed every other English club by doing better than them. So I guess yeah. it was half right, just not the way he anticipated. It's kind of like Obi-Wan saying to Luke that his father died. Well, he did really, but he wasn't sort of thing. We did embarrass England. Only, only three other clubs did we embarrass that year. Yeah. I, and... I got your message. Thank you very much, Brad. Um, totally, I, I I totally agree. And I think it took Manchester City was it three seasons in the Champions League to even get out of the group. I believe so. I know they've had a torrid time um, yeah. getting out of it. In fact, yeah. up until the final against Chelsea, they've been struggling to get. Yeah. And and you know, okay, you could argue the draw, but you can only play who you're drawn again. You know, but well, again, they they got knocked out by some average opposition. Yes. Great respect, but yeah. Um, Ross, and I, I do apologize, Ross, if you've gone, but I've just come back to this. Like I say, too many average players played too much money in the squad who gave them these contracts. I think Top would have had to have signed them off, to be honest with you. Yeah, we can't buy anyone. FFP, and why do we only get 900,000 for Casper when he was rated seventh best goalkeeper? We only um, paid a million for him, yeah. And he only had one year left on his contract. Yeah, he had one year left on his contract. We only paid a million pounds for him, and he's 35 going on 36. And one he of the only ever gonna... biggest wage earners. Yeah. And I have a discretion with with one point there made by, by Ross, and that is, first of all, the owners made the mistake of the contracts when we won the league, but that was a reward for what they did. Yeah. In terms of our wage packet... I would actually say we've got a very good financial structure because you can only pay what you you only pay what you can go, you know, what you make in the financial fair play rule is also a rule that is for anybody that isn't at the top six clubs um in the league because they're allowed to scave their way through financial fair play. They only have to glance glance over it. Leicester are a club that will get scrutinized and penalized to high hell for breaking it. So one thing I do is, it says there, too much money in the squad, um, pay too much money. How do you entice these players? How do you entice these players? Because it's easy to say we're paying 80 grand, 70 grand, 100 grand to these players. What was their contracts before? What was Samari on in a, in a title-winning side? You, for all we know, he could, he could have turned around and gone, well, you know, yeah, Lil are offering me um, 60, 70 grand a week. If you want me, I'm I'm leaving champions here. What are your intentions? And again, you've got to, it's, again, stop playing the computer games and thinking it's so easy to make a player come to you. I don't like Perez. I, I, I know, shocking breaking news. I don't I, like Perez. I, I, sorry, I actually had him in my team the other night when I was on the Southampton. Oh, well, I would have, I'd have left the show. No, 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 but the whenever I'd only pick him for Southampton because he always scores against Southampton. Well, that that that, that is very true. I understand that. But again, Perez, like him or hate him, like I, I don't say hate him. I just don't think he's up to the caliber of a top seven side. I've always made that point between that. But anyway, point is, what was he on at Newcastle, and what's he on now? 
you know, if we're, if we're perceiving ourselves as well as other players perceiving us to be a, a step up or a, a bridge across the water, as many may say in terms of coming from foreign leagues to the English, to go and play in the English Premiership, you have to take into account that it's not like, it's not like Perez was on 12 grand a week unless when is 100 grand a week. Yes, thank you, I'll definitely join you. Of course he's going to come. Perez was probably on 30 grand a week and came 50 or he was on 50 and he's now getting paid 80. Guess what? Same happens in everything you do in life when it comes to business and it comes to buying things, right? You don't just shop around for the biggest bargain, but what you do is, for example, say, say, I don't know, say, for example, um, Xbox wanted somebody to design their next console and they decided the guy from Sony who was making their consoles, they wanted him in and he was getting paid 40 grand a month from Sony. And he's the best designer ever, but they really want him. And they contact him, and he's happy to jump ship because he's got no loyalty to Sony. He's just worked there for a while. And they go, well, okay, then we'll offer you 42 grand a week. And he goes, mate, no offense, but I'm on 40 grand. A two grand increase doesn't really sway it for me. Uh, I'm happy to come and join you. But And the negotiations go on, and the next thing you know, he's taking home 55K a month with bonuses. Guess what? Players... You know, play, Perez didn't sign for Leicester and Samare and Vardy didn't sign for Leicester because they were going to get paid less or more. You know what I mean? They, 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 they didn't go, oh, well, I'm, you know, Vardy didn't go, oh, I'm earning £400 at, you know, free, I'll, I'll yeah. come sign for you for £410. No, he got, he wanted a championship wage. Mm. It's just logic in football. You have to take into that into account as well. Okay. Now, for, I, I love the, I love, I love, I love my best mate, Google. <laughs> let if we have a look at the estimated total salary of the squad, this makes really, really interesting reading. Now, this is 2022-23. It's obviously only estimated, uh, but it is up to date because I've just clicked up, update uh, update it. Uh, so there's well, there's only 19 clubs here, so there's one of them they don't have it for. Um, where do you think Leicester are? Oof. I would probably say. That we're about eighth, right? Eighth or ninth? Okay. And where did we finish last season? Eighth. So if we were eighth or ninth, and we finished eighth, we're pretty much where we should expect to be then. Yeah, for the quality we're playing, for yes. what we're paying yeah. them to do. Yeah. Now, like I say, do bear with me that with this, it is the internet, and we know the yeah. internet yeah. doesn't always tell the truth, you know. But. Um, the last time, the last time I used lipstick on me piles because that's what it said on the internet. But, but, um, <laughs> oh, too you what? Know, actually, Leicester City have an estimated total salary of sixty-six million three hundred thirteen thousand, which sounds a lot, but it makes us the eighth highest-paid squad in the Premier League. Now, we've actually got here, it says 26 active players at the moment. So we're not by any means got the biggest squad. So, but like I say, this is... Again, yeah. Who do you think number one is? Manchester United. Yes. Now, are Manchester United first at the moment? No, they're bottom of the league. And yet they pay out 202 million. 
Uh, and that will go up because they're, they're they're apparently very close to signing Casemiro uh, from Real Madrid. They're spending so that will not only add onto their spend for the transfer window of about fifty five million, but that will no doubt add an extra hundred, maybe two hundred grand uh, per week, let alone per month, and what that works out for it. So, if we if we forget Man United because they're not top, the twentieth, <laughs> so they certainly are not performing. The next, well, the top six, including Man United, when it comes to wages, he has Man United, Chelsea, Liverpool, Man City, only actually fourth, Tottenham Hotspur fifth, Arsenal sixth. Mm. So when you say the big six, in fairness, on that thing, yes, they are, because they are the six that are spending the most yes, money. Yes. Now, now, Arsenal, 102,584,000. Mm. Is their estimated total salary? They're sixth. We are eighth. Between us, forty million nearly. Sorry, that's what's that's nearly forty million difference between yeah. two places in clubs and. Well, yeah, and the thing is, do you know who is in seventh place? Oh, I would say Aston Villa. Can you see my bloody screen or what? Yes, it's Aston Villa. I know <laughs> my clubs. I've got an idea what they're spending the player case, mate. Stat told me dad called me. <laughs> you don't like stats. <laughs> I know, it's, it's ironic. I don't think my dad likes me. We haven't spoken. <laughs> that's, that's why. No, so, yeah, Arsenal is 102 million. Aston Villa, 70 million. So that's as near as damn it, 30 million more. On wages, and then we come down to ourselves on what did I say? We were on 66. 66. Yeah, so you pay for what you get. And the thing is, and this is what Rob Dorsey said in his Sky, um, you know, when he did his Sky, uh, yeah, 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 thing about what sort of Leicester are in trouble that we can't afford as a club to compete with those six teams. It is no. impossible. We go back to the, um, well, we've got, you know, we're going to increase the size of the stadium. We are adding 8,000 to the stadium. And yeah. then we're still only half the size of Manchester United. The difference yeah. is Manchester United stadium is falling down, whatever it looks like, according to the, according to the fans, the King Power isn't. We've yeah, got exactly. to Training ground, Man United apparently is leaking and rain through and, and everything. So it's got to be certainly, and you've got to say it's got to be organic growth because you can't just yeah. come in and throw money and throw money at it. Yes, you can, and yes, you'll get a bit of success. But at forty thousand after the extension, again, we're not, we can't compete. We just can't. No, well, actually, no, in terms of stadium expansions, because I actually looked at this when I was trying to make a point um, in one of my many, many um, memoirs that I wrote on, on, on Leicester Sardai's Facebook page. But I actually looked at, at, at what would happen to Leicester if they got their stadium plan. And I think outside of where, where we are, we're about 11th or 12th in terms of top, Top attendance, uh, not top attendance, in terms of capa full capacity stadiums. Now, if Leicester were to have the stadium capacity 
upgraded to over 40,000, we would only just be give or take a few thousand either side of Chelsea and Goodison Park. You know, forget Liverpool, they're up and, and, and you know, Arsenal's and Tottenham's for obvious reasons because of their stadiums. I mean, Tottenham would only just move. I even believe then we'd probably, if it was still White Hart Lane, Spurs would overtake. We, we'd actually be in the company we deserve to, and we don't know, deserve, that's the wrong word, but we're actually in a structural company because apart from Old Trafford, Anfield, Emirates, and um, the new White Hart Lane or Tottenham Hotspur Stadium or whatever you want to call it. I mean, Everton, Villa Park, Molyneux and Stamford Bridge, which is probably the only one you look at thinking, wow, you think of their success and they're still only up 40,000. We would be in and around them four clubs. Still yeah. pretty decent company when you think about it. It, it. And we're not far off these clubs where we are now in our capacity, to be honest with you. Yeah, no, uh, uh, you, you, you're right. Um, we've covered a lot of topics tonight, haven't we? <laughs> it's been a really enjoyable show. Now, they're on a little bit of a, a ding-dong in the chat, whether it's morning, afternoon, evening. Uh, Jeff is pro. I don't know where you're from, but Molina is in Canada, uh, which is five hours behind us. So it is actually evening rather than night where she is from. So she's actually quite right in saying um, um, good evening. She's so she is, she's that's very right. true. Good evening yeah. to you, Melina, where, where, where you are in the world. Yeah. And then Jeff's bro said it's actually night time, so it would be better to say good night. So she said, good night. That's like a dinner, supper and tea argument, isn't it? Depends yeah. where you live in Britain. Depends what you call that type of meal, doesn't it? Exactly, exactly. But it's going to be, it's going to be so... Interesting. There's so many reasons that this game is important for us on Sunday against Southampton. It is. Um, it's Saturday. It's not Saturday, sorry. Did I say Sunday? Yeah, you did. I'm not, I'm not used to us playing on a Sunday. I am. It's Sunday, you know. I am. But yeah, Saturday at three o'clock. Um, join us for the watch along, guys. Um, I, I, But it's not the end of the world if we lose it. No, but it doesn't favour Brendan or the club's situation, um, and it doesn't help the strain early doors that's on 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 him because of who we've got coming up. Yes, Manchester United are bottom, but before that, we've got Chelsea, who, depending on which Chelsea turn up, could steamroll us. And we don't like playing Chelsea anyway. I've, oh, that's one thing I will say. Thank you. Thank you for taking Rudiger away from Chelsea because that guy was going to be Chelsea's top scoring defender when he, every time he played against us. And God, he's not there. <laughs> but again, you know, and I'm not saying that Leicester can't go and beat a Chelsea or a Manchester United. We're getting quite good at beating Manchester United, let's be honest. But it does help. I think there is a slight importance. Again, I'm like you, 10 games, we can always sort this out. Don't hit the panic button immediately. But it would be nice, wouldn't it? It would be nice to at least go into them games thinking, Oh, no, we're just stuff Southampton. Everything's a bit more honky dory. Um, we're a little bit clearer on where we stand on certain um, subjects and players, and 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 everything's honky dory again, and 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 everything's back with blue. But it would be nice to win this game because I I would feel I would feel almost defeatist going into the Chelsea game if we lost to Southampton. I'll, I'll be perfectly honest, given given the last two games. 
uh, funny enough, just to let you know, the actual Leicester Nottingham Forest match is now on Monday night, the third of October, because there was it was it was on those like at the top with no date on it. I think while they were deciding, so it's obviously going to be on telly. Uh, but yeah, I mean, if you look at our our games coming up, so we have got Southampton on Saturday. Yeah. Uh, we've got Stockport on Tuesday, which is obviously the Caribou Cup. Um, we then away at Chelsea. So you'd probably have to say, yeah, might not get anything from that. Um, a bit like Arsenal. You know, you'd be nice to, but if we're being honest. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we're then at home to Manchester United on the Thursday. Now, you on would Thursday? Say, yeah, Thursday the 1st of September. Remember, we got the World Cup to all the games. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I was yeah. thinking Thursday. Yes, yeah. So, Thursday the 1st, we are uh, we are hosting Man United. You would hope, with the way things are at the moment for them, that we might get something from that one. Um, then we're away to Brighton. Then we're, then we're home to Aston Villa. And then we're away to Spurs. So, that's our games up to the end of September. And I think we've got yeah. a week holiday because I think it's probably an international game there. Then we're back on the Monday against Forest. It is a mixed bunch. And I'm going to be honest with you, a couple of seasons ago, I would have felt more confident. I'm not going to lie. But, let you know, is, we are going to know, I think, by the end of September, the way our season's going to go. Yeah, I, I, I would agree with that. I think you get a fair idea of how your season's going to pan out. Not necessarily where you're going to finish as such, but you know the area you, you're going to be fighting in, in, in and around. Um, At the end of September you, last season, I think we yeah. knew it would be a tough season for us. You know? Yeah. Um, I'm just looking at this question you put yeah. up on here, Chris. I don't think he would walk away for two reasons. To my knowledge, no matter who he's managed, he's never... Oh no, he he didn't. Did he? Did he walked away from Celtic, didn't he? Though that was that was it. But I, Watford, he was sacked. Reading, I believe, he was sacked. Liverpool, he was sacked. Um, I don't see him doing it now because a, I don't think anybody of a higher caliber than Celtic reserves is going to come in for him, which is what we are. We have to remember we're Celtic reserves, not Leicester City. Um, I don't think he. I think he's at a point in his career where that would be detrimental risk because if he goes to a foreign club in France or Germany or whatever, which I don't see him getting them offers, but if he did. France or Germany then, otherwise I want to know what a foreign club was. Yeah, I know. I thought I'd stated your point, mate, just to be honest with you. Uh, I'm kind to you like that in, in your old age. Um, you know I'm not I know, I know, you're nitpicky. But, you know, I don't think he's going to get them offers at this point in his career. I think he's at a point where he made a statement he wants to settle uh, you know his career and, and spend years a long time at a club and B if I'm being really honest I don't see him walking away from the payout I can't see it I, you know unless he retires which he's not going to do at his age in, in football it, as a manager he, I just can't see him walking away yeah and, and, unless unless you know by Munich, lose the heads and try and hire him as a manager, and he's forced to. I just can't see it. Excuse me. I 100% agree with you. 
Can I just say, we've got 11, 14 watching, we've got 10 likes. Come on, you other four, smash the likes. It really, it's a little thing, um, so my ex-wife used to tell me, but it does mean an awful, awful lot to to the channel. It just helps us with our algorithms and, and who sees us. And if you haven't subbed yet, please do. I can't see, um, I can't see him walking away either, unless somebody else comes in. Um and I don't think anybody's going to come in for him now because his stock isn't as high as it was before when he was being linked with, you know, every, every manager's position in, in, you know, in the world. Um, Rico'sing, good evening. And we'll probably just end with this one. Um, Miss Molina, who do you think would be a new manager if Rogers walks? <laughs> Don't you dare, Brad. Don't you dare. You know I'm with you on that stance as much That's as right, I, I... I just check that you hadn't changed your mind. <laughs> oh, I mean, it's a difficult one, isn't it? Because we're not going to attract the big names. We're not going to attract a Jose Mourinho um, or anybody like that. I would love Jose. I don't care what people think of him. I think he's a brilliant manager. And you've seen the proof in the pudding with how disastrous... Um, teams have been since he left them in, in terms of he pointed out the home truth people didn't like it and now they're, they're going Marino was right all along <coughs> Manchester United Luke Shaw players like that <coughs> anyway yeah, yeah. who are you going to bring him in with you're not going to go for a Rafa Benitez because they're probably stuck in their old ways by you know managers like that they're, they're kind of too Ranieri-esque in the way he does things I don't like it I'm going to throw out a shock here and I'm going to say that if he was to walk right now, I think we'd struggle to replace him. I think it would be a foreign manager who's managing a team who's third or fourth. Maybe a, I, I don't really follow them divisions well enough to, to say they're still there, but teams that maybe someone from Marseille, maybe a manager from Munch and Gladbach or Dortmund, maybe we could entice that if they, if they decide to go. I don't know. Again, I don't profess to know the, the, the other leagues as well as I do this one. But if we're talking in a couple of seasons' time, now, of course, hindsight's a wonderful thing. Early interest I would have is Patrick Vieira. I think maybe his mentality and the way he drills sides to play football is work because Bristol Palace are a side that have just maybe stirred the pot from being that stuck in fifth gear, finishing 14th and not going down, but not doing anything spectacular. If he could keep going with them the way he was doing, I would, in a few years, I would be happy with maybe someone like Vieira coming in. But right now, it's a tough ask. It's a tough ask to know who you'd get in. I, I must admit, the manager that I... I don't think, like I said to you before, I don't think he'll walk. Uh, I don't think he'll, he'll, he'll be sacked, to be honest with you, unless something, you know, we'll really, really do end up, you know... As, as I've said to you, I think World Cup, four weeks away, that's when owners can th will be thinking, hmm, I wonder. And then you can get them in, they can have time with the squad that they've, they've not been, you know, not gone to the World Cup. Uh, and then they've got a week or so, and you've got the general transfer window, so it all fits very nicely. So that's the time when I think a lot of managers will be worried. And if we are not, if we are 11th, 12th, 13th come that time, then Rogers stays. I don't care, you know, it, it's, you know, if we were 17th, 18th, 19th, like with Ranieri, then 
yeah, he's probably got to go. Uh, the problem is, like you say, who do you get? You know, and people will throw these, you know, um, I've seen it. There's the obvious one that neither of us want, which is, you know, from uh, a certain South Coast club that play in blue and white. Um, and, and it sounds like a, a magician, you know, who we mean. We don't want him. That's I don't we want don't... Ralph Hassel either. Yeah, you just... You, sorry? Don't want Ralph Hassel either. I know, turn around. Hmm. There was a time. There was a time when I'm thinking, yeah. right, with what he's got... Um, but like I say, this is only... Is it his third season for, for Mr Potter, I think? Um, I think so. You know. I'm not sure. I don't know. I can't remember how many seasons Brighton have been in the Premiership for. Um, I think it's only three. But, you know, and apart from one good season last season, they've always been relegation, you know, in a relegation battle. A lot of people are saying Mancini. Uh, I mean, come on. You know, we have to take our, stu- you know, our big hat that says, I'm an idiot. We've got to take this off and say, we're Leicester. We're not... Man City, you know, everyone used to say every time we had a manager go, oh, Ancelotti, and he never came. Now, whether we never approached him or not, I don't know, but we're not, just because we've, we've no. won a few things, we're certainly and, not the most attractive team. No, and, and people, with when they mention Mancini, they normally say, oh, he played for us, he won the managers. He hated us. Mancini hated his time at Leicester. So, so much so that I've read the article uh, of it, that Mancini regrets moving to Leicester and was so quick to get out of it that, you know, not only were we the only club he never scored for, but he hated his time in Leicester that much that he actually left us to go and um, go to Florentina. So why would he want to come to us now? To go as manager? Yeah. He was he he was that appalled by his time at Leicester. It scared him from playing football. He went to manage. I never. I mean, are you being serious? Because I I this is this is new to me. No, the way he was treated, the way it was all done, and the things he was told, he was happy to join Leicester, and then it just went turmoil for him, and and that's why he left to join Florentine. So, who so who I was went. the manager at the time? Uh, Peter Taylor. Exactly. exactly. And yet somehow I lost that debate as the worst manager ever. <laughs> Only because you don't remember Frank McClintock. No, that is that is true. And I have to admit, as, as, as much as a great argument Craig always makes, see, he did make some starting points that I didn't know. So fair play to him on that one. But yeah, there we go. He hated his time at Leicester. Well, well miserable. again, probably because of the way he was treated, I understand it. I don't think he'd come anyway, but... Um, no, I don't. Any, any, myself, um, I agree. I the don't names think he would have... Let me put the two names that have been up. Molina's not come up with one, having said that. Uh, Matty Roundtree, Southgate. Yeah. Oh, so, sorry. Sorry. That, that person wasn't... That should, person surely wasn't being Southgate. Ta, ta, ta. Oh, no. Oh, no. And Matty, just just so you're aware, mate, I jest. I have. I, I like to overact and over be a bit eccentric at times. That's your opinion, mate. If you want Southgate in to potentially replace him, look. If he does, if he did, I'd back him. I'd have to back him because I back any manager. I'm glad you were able to laugh at that. But as soon as I saw it, I thought I know exactly what I'm doing. If that name com- comes up, I'm storming out. 
<laughs> you want to see the other one? Um, <laughs> oh God, no, no, no. I I like Southgate as England manager. Mm. He's not a club manager. He's proved no, that. You know, he proved that. A club manager doesn't always make a good national manager, international, you know, team manager. And just for, and the same the other way as well. You know, the one of the few managers that has been able to do that really well, I think, was uh, Terry Venables. And possibly you could say um, Bobby Robson. Yeah, that's what I say to Bobby. Yeah. He definitely managed that. But you know, even 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 Bobby Robson, when he was, you know, if you read Gary Lineker's um, autobiography, he in that World Cup where he got us to fourth place, and we lost to Italy, I think, in the third place playoff. We actually had a really bad start, and the players actually went to him and said, "We, we it's not work. We can't play this way." We, we need to. and he actually sat and he actually listened to them changed it and of course the next game we beat Poland 3-0 and we, we nearly made it um, are you ready for the next one no oh no oh no oh no 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 I'm not coming back on Chris <laughs> Not come back home. Not come back home. No, no. I'm Rico, I'm, I'm going to say this to you, Rico. I will look for you. I will find you. And I will kill you. I, I, I tell you what, I tell you what, the only thing Dice would be good for Pelester right now is he'd be able to handle the press conferences because he'd turn around and go, why have Leicester not made any transfers? And this is exactly what he'd say. Give me a moment. He turn around and go, well, it's hard to make transfers when you're operating on a shoestring budget. Uh, we're, we're Leicester. We haven't got no money. I can't buy players. We've got no money. That's exactly how he'd say it. That's a true story. He told me I could do that impression of him. But by God, no, I do not want Sean Dyche. There was a time when his stock was quite high. And I'm going back here pre-Ranieri when people were saying Dyche. And you had to look at it and think, yeah, maybe. No, but no, now I mean, come on, he he, he plays football that's older than yeah. But then 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 you could all yeah. I mean, yeah. I remember that season because they painfully beat us and went on to get into Europe. I mean, they went all that time. There. With limited funds, he got them into Europe. He also got them relegated as well twice. Yeah, twice. Yeah. So, um, really, Matty, I just I really don't know what to say. Shut up in your face. <laughs> you guys trying to make me depressed more than I already am in life. Steve Bruce. What a what next? total moron. <laughs> sorry. I'm sorry, Matty. But <laughs> I've got to I've got to say that to you. And I've also got to say get a life all you love. I'm sorry, Steve Bruce. Steve Bruce would we would not have him. We, we would we would build a moat around the ground to keep him out. So that I get snipers on the top of King Power. <laughs> Mate, yeah. we've ended on a we've ended on a on a bit of a uh, on a bit of a laugh. I'm hoping. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, Matt, Matt, Matty gave me Matty and Rico gave me an exercise there. I couldn't storm out for the Steve Bruce one. I'm out of breath. <laughs> What's well, next, Ardice? If someone says Ardice, I'm leaving the show. 
<laughs> saved you on the old gym membership this month you know guys look matty it's, it's all about opinions and i'm not yeah. pinching uh your catch line here brad it is all about opinions as you said matty you're not a leicester fan so you've just come on here to cause trouble um <laughs> we play up to the banter mate just just as well as people dish it out don't worry don't take anything we say to heart no, in that no we are all the all the jingles and what have you like it's all about opinions this is if i didn't like what you were saying guys i wouldn't put it up on the screen so you know don't uh it's there to create banter we are coming up to the we're coming you know we are coming up to um nipping time they show this one who did you say you'd walk out on? Allardyce. No, it's not. Actually, Dan, good evening and welcome. Um, you know what? I think he's a good manager. We'll see. You know, we'll we see. Again, a lot, a lot of these managers. We will see, but again, you know, he's got to prove himself. I'd, yeah. I'd also rather say I'd rather take my risk on giving Simon Grayson the job. Uh, Ex-Leicester rather give him the job first than a forest manager because he's the reason we got casper for as long as we uh, for as cheap as we yeah, did that's true do you know who i would want but we're not going to get him now uh alex ferguson believe it or not no um and he's not ollie <laughs> it's not david Wood. um eddie howe i would have taken eddie howe but we, we, we know, obviously, we're not going to get him away from Newcastle unless they sack him because they want a bigger name at some point. But, hey, no. who knows? Who knows? Look, Brad, thank you so much. It's, it's been a, it's been an interesting... I've spent the whole night with you. I know, right? I'll, I'll make the spare bed up for you. Don't worry. <laughs> Cheers, buddy. Appreciate hey, it. Hey, so I, I, I was lying. It's a sleeping bag on the sofa. But um, thank you so much for giving up your whole evening to be with me i've really enjoyed tonight's show ah uh, don't worry mate i've enjoyed it too yeah i i i said i've been doing we've been doing this was it three years when we did the first birmingham pre-season post yeah birmingham or blackburn weren't it we started with pre-season yeah it was birmingham i'm sure and it was absolutely I thank God it's now dropped off the end of my YouTube videos and you can no longer be I tell you what though, mate, I tell you what, that that that's it, right? We should do that. We should start we you should set a goal for yourself to have an anniversary and you should recap and re-upload that first ever video. So no. where we've come to where we are now. No, it's never two thousand subscribers, I reckon. That should be the challenge. <laughs> okay, I'll say for two thousand because I'm a while off that. If we ever get to two thousand and by the time we do, you'll have forgotten. Matt is a Newcastle fan. I didn't realise that, Matty, when you said it. Uh, but, yeah, you got a good manager there. you got a good manager. Brad, has got you've got your own channel. We said before, the link is in the description below. Tell people where they can find you anyway, though. Uh, so they can find me, um, apart from here, they can find me on um, Twitter. If you follow me at, at Full Time Focus, uh, the link to a, my YouTube channel, A Matter of Opinion, uh, is on there. I do a subject once a week. It, this week it was Nights Nostalgia. Last week it was Disney Theories. One before that I think was Conspiracy Theories. I do a monthly Q&A as well. So there's all sorts of topics going on there. 
you follow me on Twitter at Full Time Focus, you'll see the poll that I put up so that you guys pick the topic, and then I do a show. And honestly, it doesn't matter if you agree or disagree. Chris will know my little catchphrase at the end. It doesn't matter what you say or what you what comments you put in. No, it does. You know, nothing that's said is right or wrong. It is, after all, like the show says, a matter of opinion. So yeah, that's the sort of thing you enjoy and you want to get involved and 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 get involved on topics that are interested in. Check check me out on on the socials uh, there, and that's where you'll find me. Good one. Cheers again. Find him here seven o'clock tomorrow night when hopefully we'll be talking about three points and we how how we played so well without Fafana and Tielemans. Yeah, ho- hopefully it will be it'll be an interesting one. Hopefully, we've got nine talking points for Southampton fans. You, you, you don't mean like nine talking points, do you? No, I don't mean the nine talking points. Nine, nine. Yes, exactly. Yes, you have it. You have it there, my friend. <laughs> I love that. I was playing. I, I had. No, I must have played that about twenty times in the show yesterday when we had uh, the Southampton fan on. Um, but uh, he, he enjoyed it, I'm sure. <laughs> and we'll, we'll find out. Brad, thank you very much, young man. I will see you tomorrow at 7 o'clock. Stay safe, mate. No worries, mate. Take care. And everybody, make sure you like and subscribe before you leave as well. Cheers, mate. Take care. See you later, mate. Bye-bye. So, yeah, uh, Matt, it's a great channel. You just go on... Uh, you, whatever subject has won that 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 particular week is what they talk about. I love the one they did on conspiracy theories because I am a conspiracy theorist. Although he didn't like my conspiracy theory for Frozen and Disney. Um, yeah, I get I get why in a way. I get why. I was I was a little bit a little bit naughty by that. But please get over there, matter of opinion. Subscribe to him. The link is in below. As I say on the chat on YouTube. Thank you so much. 14 likes. I asked for 14. We got 14. You are great, guys. Thank you very much indeed. And do what it says there. Subscribe as well and hit the notification bell. We have got so much coming up. We've got Tony Cotty coming on for a chat later in the year. And we, we do so many different shows. Tomorrow night, or tomorrow afternoon. Tomorrow afternoon. Let's not upset the chatters. Tomorrow afternoon at uh, half past two we are doing the um what are we doing watch along against southampton and i will be joined for that by josh so looking forward to that anthony matty down everybody that's been in the chat thank you so much and if you've been listening to this on the podcast then um yes it will yeah exactly tony i'm hoping it will be um we, we've we've got Everton once weekend, we've got West Ham the next weekend, two of his former clubs, and we've got uh, Tony Cotty slap bang in the middle. So there's always a lot going on with the channel. We're doing women's football, we've got that starting in a couple of weeks just before the season starts. We do everything here. We do everything. Any team, any division, anywhere. What was that advert? Chinzano, any place, anywhere, anytime. I know a few girls like that. Thanks for watching. Take care. <laughs> remember, <laughs> remember to come back tomorrow at 2.30 for the Watch Along show uh, when we're playing this lot.
and it might be some new breaking news that might be happening, but I can't say yet because it's not all set up. I will speak to you soon. I'll speak to you tomorrow. 2.30, watch along. Thanks very much for watching. Thanks for lending me your ears if you've been listening. Take care. Remember, don't do anything I won't enjoy. Good night now. Thanks for watching Lester Till I Die. This is Chris saying goodbye and see you next time. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. We understand that the journey as a supporter isn't always smooth sailing, but rest assured you're not alone. There's a vast network of fellow fans who share your passion and may be experiencing similar challenges. Honesty is key in any relationship. If your friend asks you how you are feeling, tell them honestly. If you're going through a difficult time, let them know. Open them up about how you are feeling can really make a difference. After all, they are your mates for a reason. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around. You've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Ultimate delivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.